Hey guys, I'm Alex, a college student on the West Coast, and you're listening to The Board Student. I chat with college students from all over the place about their life, what they're interested in, up to, and accomplishing these days. It could be something super small, but just to talk it out with another human being is so, so helpful. That was a little snippet from my guest and I chatting about his thoughts on how therapy should become more normalized and subsidized in today's world. Uh, Maybe you could tell by his voice in that short um, little clip, but my guest today has a really easygoing energy and it was a lot of fun chatting about his interests. He's the leader of Dance Marathon, which is a club at UW that raises thousands of dollars every year to help raise money for the Seattle Children's Hospital. He's from Colorado, and this is a fun fact, he came to UW because he preferred the weather here to Colorado. How how rare is that? (laughs) In our chat, we talked about mental health amongst college students and the normalization of therapy, talked about social media and its role in our lives, and the Dance Marathon Club and how we got started in that. Here's my chat with Zach Smith. At the time, I kind of was getting bored of Colorado going through high school. Um, I kind of had seen everything there was to see. (laughs) And I wanted to kind of get a change of scenery um, and a change of, like, I didn't want to go to CU, which is where, like, 70% of my high school goes. I wanted to like yeah. get away from that and kind of start a new chapter in my life and meet new people instead mm-hmm. of being surrounded by people that I had known already for over four years through middle school and high school and stuff like that. Um, and the weather, I love rain. So mm-hmm. it was kind of perfect too. And the city of Seattle um, was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. Thinking back on it, there wasn't like academic reasons. Obviously the school is great academically. Um, but I was more like, looking for a different scene i guess no okay yeah that's interesting you like the rain i feel like people don't like the rain (laughs) yeah 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 we get yeah we don't get a ton of rain in colorado but like when it would rain i would just be sitting by the window hopefully a thunderstorm was coming in because that was the best (laughs) combination for me at least um but yeah rain was a big one i don't know why So the conversation now shifts focus um, because I let him know that I really appreciate his easygoing energy and that kind of opened up the dialogue for him. Just kind of talk about how he grew up and where it comes from. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, I think that it's always kind of been a part of me. It kind of runs in my family, which is funny. Um, (laughs) Like my sister, who she graduated last year from Syracuse University mm-hmm. and she's right now um, a teacher teaching second grade um, math for I don't know what school some school in Colorado um, but she kind of I think I took from her um, watching her grow up obviously as her little brother and she is like if I'm bubbly she's like 10 times more bubbly <laughs> and like out there which is it's so much fun um, and we're like best friends which is awesome but she also kind of has like this great connection with kids. We work together as camp counselors. She mm-hmm. um, taught dance for kid, uh, to kids as well. And then I'd say that my mom is also very like uppity 
um, and can be like sporadic at times, but really fun and upbeat in general. So it kind of, I guess I was kind of raised with it, um, which is super cool. And yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just a mindset. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting question, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just I just just an interesting question. Uh, totally, totally kind of out there. Um, uh, probably don't think about that very often. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like it just kind of is for me, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it is also kind of the perspective that people put into their into their mindset in general. Like, obviously, if you're thinking about gloomy days then gloomy days are probably going to manifest into your yeah. life um that's something that i just kind of believe in and i think that kind of keeping i guess your mind healthy is of course going to keep you healthy and keep you on a more positive upbeat um and happy life trend i guess um which is kind of something that i kind of live by and have lived by um just to like keep whatever they might be worrying thoughts or um overwhelming situations like being like like jumping from director morale to executive director yeah just to kind of know that no matter what like i can manifest my own positivity <laughs> i guess if that makes sense <laughs> now our focus kind of shifted into the story behind him picking psychology as a major his passion for mental health and for potentially being a therapist. You know, I feel like there's a, you can either be really interested in engineering and making things or, or like management, managing people or kind of like the softer side of things that doesn't get a lot of attention, but is at the core of everything. Like if that soft center isn't taken care of, mm. no matter what, what's on the, what's going around it, it's not really going to matter. And I feel like that soft center is like very human centered and, Mm -hmm. therapists therapy is definitely in there definitely definitely i think that kind of going off that a lot of a lot of what you're saying is a lot of people usually deny or they don't really believe that that soft center could like exist within them or within a situation they're going through um, which is why i also think that therapy in that kind of side of psychology is super important just to kind of expose people to it and show them um what it can do for them and the people around them and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely agree. So that's, that, that is why you're interested in therapy is like, it's, yeah. When did it, that like hit you and you're like, aha, that is something I know that I'm interested in. Um, I think it was definitely in college. Um, yeah. I guess in college you kind of, you're de you're definitely exposed to a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of earth and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. they all have been on different paths. Um, and kind of going through my freshman and sophomore year, I realized that no matter who you are or like what you've been through, um, therapy could be so useful and helpful. Even if let's say it's whatever it is you're struggling with is, is not medically serious or um, like considered an anxiety attack or yeah. um, depression or anything like that. It could be 
something super small, but just to talk it out with another human being is so, so helpful. And I definitely had people in my life where um, I've had the ability to kind of come to and talk out my struggles, wherever they may be. And they have really helped me see that just saying them out loud can help to another person. Of course, you can say it out loud in like the mirror to yourself, which gets you, which is good, which is great, but it can only get you so far. But to have somebody listen to you and kind of give you feedback, respond, give you advice, whatever it may be, it's super beneficial for whatever it is that you might be struggling with, no matter how big or small. Mm. And so like part of that is like normalizing it and making it. Yeah. I totally see what you mean, where it feels like uh, therapy is very much for severe cases. Right, 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 right. Exactly. And just normalizing the fact that um, going to somebody for help, just any type of help, help in general, is totally okay. And it's and it should be kind of emphasized and people should be doing it when they need help. Because um, I think that a lot of people also can, or not a lot of people, I don't know, but um, some people view therapy kind of as a hoax or mm-hmm. it's, um, I guess, looking at, kind of genders like men don't go to therapy like there's all these stereotypes around it where which are totally founded in falsehoods um and just because therapy isn't it isn't for one gender it isn't for um people who have medical problems that a doctor has written on a sheet of paper um it's really is for everyone because we do it every day which is the thing we talk to people, we talk to our family, our parents, our friends about whatever we're struggling with, which is in its own sense, a type of therapy. Um, so the fact that it's not normalized yet, is kind of crazy in my mind. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that one day, hopefully it will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, definitely there's toxic masculinity and that's, that's, that's really interesting you bring that up. Um, and what, what do you think about the cost of it too? Is that, is that changing at all? Like is the cost of therapy going to um that's a good question i think that i don't know because that kind of feeds into this whole aspect this whole kind of conversation that's been going around the country for a long time now which is healthcare, um and what's included in that and who's able to receive it and stuff like that because i know that therapy definitely can go through insurance um which can make it i mean either free for some people or just like a lot less expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, and which is included in healthcare plans and stuff like that. So I, I don't really know the pricing behind it, but I think that's a, that's a, it's a good segue into how we kind of need to focus on what our healthcare system looks like as yeah. well and figure out what kind of, how we're able to make that more accessible for everyone and um cost effective as well kind of so yeah. everyone so nobody has to struggle to to get the help they need yeah no t- totally Healthcare is a really big part of that and uh w- what do you think about like social media and its role in this whole thing there was a statistic have you seen the social dilemma no is it on nah is that mm-hmm. that's a show right mm-hmm. no, it's a, a documentary oh documentary no i have not seen it Oh, well, they, they had this interesting statistic where, um, like, since uh, birth of social media, <laughs> use m- growing, like, a lot, 
yeah. the mental health has like like increased like the mental health issues that people have has increased like so much and what do you think about like social media and stuff like that um i think that it's it's less about i think social media definitely can impact people's mental health for sure but i think yeah. it's less about just social media and a lot more about how people use social media Mm. um because if people are using social media to kind of compare themselves to other people or look at other people's lives and then that then they're finding themselves wishing they had that that definitely can create a toxic environment um one that an environment that's located on your phone which is always on you um, which can definitely create kind of like this black hole of negativity and self-shame. Um, but social media can also be used for like amazing things such as outreach or as right now it's being used a lot to kind of remind people that they have to register to vote if they haven't already. Um, and remind people of kind of the economic and political state of the world right now and stuff like that. Um, so I think that it definitely does play into the overall mental health of whoever's using it. But I think that once we're able to figure out how to correctly use social media in a productive and healthy manner, um, which I guess, I don't know, I guess, no, that can be taught. That can be taught. But I think it it also um, falls a lot on the individual um, just to try and focus on not comparing themselves or not body shaming themselves or not creating anxiety from it um and just using it in a more healthy manner if that makes sense yeah no totally. i mean there's like a balance there needs to be balance and everything and um it's cool that you have athletics in your life because it sounds like you're, you've kind of found a balance between like you know getting out there moving around and also and also studying and also friends and all that um, yeah yeah definitely which definitely helps for sure yeah, and it, I feel like sometimes it goes against the grain of the mentality that, you know, college is, is really about getting your academics in order and studying when, like, I mean, you're at your best when you're at balance, and that takes, that requires some time. Yeah. Or, or, you know, whatever you're releasing. Right, right, for sure. Um, yeah, and just building that balance in a routine that um, you can kind of sink into and get comfortable with, especially in the beginning of college it's which is definitely hectic and it's hard to do um but yeah i totally agree that it's really not it's not all about academics um i mean it is but it's not there's like so many other aspects that you can focus on that can then help towards your academics because you have a healthy mindset in general yeah yeah totally just gonna cut in here one more time Uh, our conversation then pivoted into dance marathon how he got started in it and where his passion for it comes from. Where, oh, oh yeah, and, and Dance Marathon, when did that come into your life? Dance Marathon, I, yes, that came in last year, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I applied, I don't know, I don't remember when. It was kind of in the later fall quarter, I think, or mm-hmm. the beginning of winter, because um, I was looking for more clubs because I kind of wish that I had joined more clubs in my freshman year. So I was looking for more to join. Um, and then I saw that one on the RSO page. I was just running through 
all these clubs that UW offers on the RSO page. And that one kind of popped out to me. And so I kind of emailed them and I applied for the director of morale, which is a position where I could kind of create my own dance to a like, it was like seven minute long song that we also, we also created. Um, And I love dancing and stuff like that. So it seemed perfect. And then I kind of got to meet everybody on the team and it just totally worked out. And now I'm the direct, the executive director, which is, I, I just kind of went for it. It's pretty overwhelming. I feel like I'm still winging it, but it's going smoothly so far, which is good. Um, that's this year, and it's so much fun. It's a total blast. Uh, yeah, that's a crazy, like, that must be a lot of responsibility, man. Um, yeah, yeah, especially jumping from the director of morale, which is just creating a dance to, like, overseeing all the other positions. Yeah. I was like, ooh, it was a leap for sure, but it's good. Well, it sounds like it's a lot of work to yeah. be overseeing um, all, all these different intricacies of the of the club. What's the underlying motivation that keeps you at it? And yeah, yeah, um, we kind of call it our whys, um, which to you, what you're asking, like, what is the underlying motive behind? Um, me and I guess everybody who's on the team doing it Mm -hmm. Um, and mine is kind of I've always felt connected to kids I was a camp counselor for two summers and then I was a tennis coach for like three summers um, in like high school and stuff like that or like a little bit before high school too Um, and I would coach um, little kids or from five to like middle schoolers and then as camp counselor obviously there was little kids there too and I don't know why I just totally get kids and I think that they get me we have like the same brain wavelengths sometimes so I think it's really fun to hang out with them um and so coming into dance marathon I was really inspired by the work that they were doing for Seattle Children's and the fact that it's a nationwide club um fundraising for kids in um, children's hospitals who aren't able to fully pay their medical bills or um, it gives chattels or children's hospital a chance to um, kind of update their technology or um, purchase more beds and more rooms so that they can onboard more kids um, which is super cool and I just I kind of read about that and thought about how much kind of I guess kids meant to me in my life um and how connected I already felt to them and I just thought this would be a great chance to show how I could kind of step in and do something that would benefit them for the better which is kind of also like the mission moment of the club is to just I guess um raise funds for children in hospitals that either need it or would help support in their recovery of whatever it is they're going through. I mean, it sounds like who better to be the exec director than <laughs> with like a big heart for kids. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, you've reached the end of the episode. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, let me know what you think. Um, getting closer to the 10th episode and it's awesome getting 
to know what you guys think about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. You can reach me on Instagram at Alex Dimitri or on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening once again and uh, take care.